Taylor Horton Tucker, Leandro Ball, Giannis's new contract, Scoops articles and questions all on this episode of Scoops Podcast. Also, don't forget to check scoopsandhoops.com. All of my podcasts, articles, videos, all my content is on there. Again, that's scoopsandhoops.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Scoops Podcast. My name is Hove, H to the O-V. Just kidding. Don't sue me, Jay-Z. My name is Daniel Diaz. Got a lot of basketball to go over, but before I do, I want to start out by saying a big, big thank you to all my listeners, all my supporters, everyone that reads my articles, that checks out and follows me everywhere on social media. Uh, I'm super blessed and thankful and grateful for, you know, the people that that really support me and the people that, you know, give me suggestions and, and help me in the things that I do. Now with all the plugs and thank yous out of the way, let's get into some basketball. Quick couple points I want to go over first. The first one being Talon Horton Tucker, aka THT, aka TNT. I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, you should mention something about Talon Horton Tucker. You know, he's he's been playing well. You know, it's it's all good signs, like I've been telling people. I've also had people tell me, you know, it's it's super early and I've looked online and seen, you know, a bunch of, of comments and posts of people saying, you know, it's it's only the preseason, guys, hold your horses. And I understand that that part of the argument as well. But at the same time, it's all good signs. You know, it's better than him not showing out in the preseason, you know? No one needs to be crowning this guy as, you know, a, a top five young NBA superstar who one day is going to be an all-star and an MVP. No one's saying that, but it's okay to get a little excited about a young player on your team showing out and, you know, putting his name on the map, not just for Laker fans, but for basketball fans. He's been in the news in a lot of places. Frank Vogel himself said, you know, the way that Taylor Horton Tucker is playing, I need to find that guy some minutes. And that's not going to be easy, especially with the revamp that the Lakers had just coming off of a championship season, trying to get that guy minutes. Um, You're going to have to cut someone's minutes if you really mean what you're saying, Frank. We'll have to wait and see how much playing time Taylor gets. Uh, but but again, it's all good signs. It's all looking good. The second point I wanted to go over was Leandro Ball recently getting waived by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, that's a tough break, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of people are preying on this guy's downfall, but I'm not necessarily one of those guys. I, I sure I'm speculative of Leandro Ball of whether he can really you know be a a good piece on an NBA team. LeVar Ball certainly thinks so, of course it's his dad, but LeVar Ball recently made comments saying that the Detroit Pistons organization is raggedy, that, you know, they're they're disorganized, and that they don't know what they're missing out on LeAngelo Ball. And for all we know, he may be right. Whether LeAngelo Ball signs with another team or not, you know, that's still up in the air. We're, we haven't even hit the regular season yet, so what happens in LeAngelo Ball's future, you don't know. But still, me personally, I wanted to see what he could do on an NBA court in an NBA season. Um, But it looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see that. My third point I wanted to make was Giannis's contract extension with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Supermax, five-year, $228 million. Now that is a lot of money. Uh, Worth it. Giannis is one of the hottest in the world right now. You know, he just touched down in London town. Shout out to Kanye. Uh, no, but he he he's going to be one of the top five players in basketball for years to come. 
and for a lot of people he's number one you know he's the reigning MVP so not a surprise that he would get the Supermax but I'm sure some people were speculating and maybe even hoping that he was going to go to another team maybe like the Warriors or like the Heat but it seems like for the foreseeable future Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. He recently posted on his Instagram about his contract extension saying, this is my home, this is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on, let's get it. So it looks like he's here to stay. If he left, it would not be the first time that a superstar made a promise of staying in the city and ended up leaving. But it, it, Giannis doesn't strike me as one of those superstars, but only time will tell. The next item I wanted to get to is some questions that I put up on social media for my followers to answer. And I wanted to go over them on the podcast and throw in my two cents and, you know, see if there's any surprises in these answers. The first question is regarding a statement Mike Trudell made in June regarding Alex Caruso. He said, I think Alex Caruso is better than Lou Williams, just straight up. Uh, that's, that's a question that I think is, is pretty controversial and it's, it's kind of crazy that that's even really a debate, but it, it kind of is. Uh, they're two different, very different basketball players and what they can provide for your team, but they're both still important pieces for their teams. So I asked my followers, is Alex Caruso better than Lou Williams? 62% said yes, he is better than Lou Williams. 38% said no. The first thing that I thought of was, I know a lot of my followers are Laker fans, and if you're a Laker fan, more likely than not, you are not a Clipper fan, or you are a Clipper hater. So to say, you know, Lou Will is better than Alex Caruso, maybe it messes with your uh, loyalty to the Los Angeles Lakers or something like that. So you have to say Alex Caruso is better out of obligation. I understand that. But seeing it from an unbiased standpoint, it's tough to say Alex Caruso is better than, than Lou Williams. I think it's very situational too of what your team needs. If I'm starting just straight out, no one on my team, who would I take, Lou Williams or Alex Caruso? I'd probably take Lou Will. Lou Will averaged 18 and 5 last year and was a candidate for sixth man of the year again, lost it to his teammate Montrez. And Crusoe averaged 5 and 2 off the bench, but he played important minutes for the Lakers and was a very good defender for them. I think right now on the Lakers roster, if you took off Caruso and asked me who would you rather have, Alex Caruso or Lou Williams, I'd probably say Alex Caruso. He can provide better defense, he's younger. And, you know, the Lakers got that other shot creator offensive threat in Dennis Schroeder. Had they not done that, had Dennis, if Dennis Schroeder was not on the Laker team currently, I'd probably say Lou Will, so that we had another person coming off the bench or wherever he'd be scoring and creating offense for the Lakers. But because we have Dennis Schroeder now, because of the revamp and different players that we got, I'd probably stick with Alex Caruso. So like I said, it's situational. If there wasn't any particular situation, I'd probably go Lou Will. The second question I asked was, can Chris Paul take the Suns to the playoffs? And 67% of my followers said yes, and 33% of my followers that voted said no. So the majority believe yes, he can take 
the Suns to the playoffs or help them get to the playoffs this upcoming season. Looking at the Western Conference next season, I think the locks for those that are going to the playoffs are the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Blazers, and the Jazz in no particular order. I think the next teams after that to watch out for are the Rockets and I think positioning and even if they get into the playoffs depends on what happens with James Harden if he stays or if he goes who they get back for James Harden and the Suns yes now with with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and you know DeAndre Ayton last season without Chris Paul they made a, a crazy run at the end of the season and were very very close to sneaking into that eighth spot for the playoffs and a lot of fans really wanted to see them in the playoffs because they really turned into an underdog story uh, but they didn't make it and so fans are really excited to see what the Suns can do this season with the addition of Chris Paul so yeah I could definitely see the Suns making the playoffs I agree with the majority in that situation the next question was regarding my article about the Lakers starting five, who they would start at the guard position, Dennis Schroeder or Wesley Matthews. 86% of people said that they should start Dennis Schroeder. 14% said Wesley Matthews. So the majority agreed with me that Dennis Schroeder should be starting for the Lakers. Um, you know, the Lakers are going to try out a lot of different lineups this season, just like they did last season, especially with all the players that they have. They got to mix and match and see what works best at different points in the game. My prediction is that Dennis Schroeder will be starting for the Lakers. He even said he doesn't want to come off the bench. If it's what's best for the Lakers to come off the bench, he'll do it. I'm sure he will. And the Lakers will have him come off the bench. But I'm predicting that, you know, it'll be best for them if he's in that starting lineup. And my last question was regarding Leangelo Ball. Will Leangelo Ball sign with another NBA team this year? 27% of people said yes. 73% of people said no. Um, I think it's it's super early in the season to say 100% hard no. Leangelo Ball will not be on an NBA roster this season. And when I say NBA, I include G League too. You know, maybe he'll be on a two-way contract. Maybe he'll just be on a team's G League team. There's still a foot in the door for, for this young kid to possibly at some point in this season or maybe even a season after be on an NBA roster. I'm not going to say hard no. I'm not even going to say he'll be on, you know, a non-guaranteed deal like he had with the Pistons. But I wouldn't write him off to have his foot in the door somewhere, maybe be on some team's G League team, gain some, you know, some headway, gain some headlines and, you know, possibly sign with the team at some point. I recently had some of my listeners telling me that I should go over some of my articles in my podcast. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought they were right. I know I have some podcast listeners that don't read my articles and some article readers that don't listen to my podcast. So I figure I'd go over a little bit of what I wrote in my podcast so that everyone is up to date. One of my most recent articles was titled Best Lakers Starting Lineup in the 2020-2021 Season. In this article, I went over the best starting lineup, as the title suggests, and the best ending lineup, the best lineup that the Lakers can have out there to end games. So I'm going to start off by saying who I chose for those lineups. To start games, I'm predicting the Lakers will start Dennis Schroeder, KCP, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Marcus Gasol. And to end games, they'll have Wesley Matthews, KCP, LeBron, AD, 
and Montrez Harrell. For the big man position that is going to be next to AD, the Lakers have a couple options, and honestly, they have a couple options wherever they're, whatever position they're they're going over. They got Montrez Harrell, who they just got from the Clippers. Thank you, Clippers. They got Marcus All, and they got Markeith Morris. Three players who all make good arguments of why they should start or end games. Marcus All, a champion veteran center who can spread the floor, a great passing big man, and can you know man the paint. Montrez Harrell, a reigning, the reigning sixth man of the year, uh, just came off of a great year with the Clippers, and I project him to play some of the biggest minutes at the big man position. And Markeith Morris, who was a part of the lineup that the Lakers played in the NBA Finals last year, playing next to AD, he's definitely still in the running for you know possibly starting games. In my opinion, I think that Markeith is probably just going to stay as AD's backup. They'll probably have him out there and start him in some games, but I think that they're going to start Mark because AD doesn't like starting at the five. He likes starting at the four. Um, he only starts at the five in you know, very big, important games where they need to get off to the best star possible. But we all know AD mostly just plays the five in crunch time minutes. Montrez Harrell, uh, like I said, six men of the year, um, probably going to come off the bench behind Mark and play a bigger chunk of the big man minutes than Marcus Saul will. Then that takes us to the backcourt. There's three very suitable candidates and two spots, Dennis Schroeder, KCP, and Wesley Matthews. KCP proved himself in the postseason. You know, he really, he came through in, in big moments and played some big minutes. So I think he deserves to start. Wesley Matthews, previously with Milwaukee, a veteran 3 and D basketball player, someone who I think can thrive next to LeBron James. And Dennis Schroeder, pretty much what the doctor ordered, especially with Rondo going to Atlanta. Dennis Schroeder is someone that is going to create offense and that's something that the Lakers need coming from other players than LeBron and AD. So I believe they'll start Dennis so that they can come off to a strong start offensively next to KCP, who, like I said, earned that starting role. And then to end games, they'll want the best defensive lineup out there, especially because most of the time they'll be running the offense late in games through LeBron and AD. And you want to give them space, so you want to have them out there with shooters like Wes Matthews, who will be in there with KCP, and also who can be strong defenders. My next article was titled, Three Young NBA Players to Keep an Eye On. The first of these players that I wrote about was Christian Wood. Christian Wood just recently got a contract with the Houston Rockets, three years, $40 million. Um, I'm sure he's not on a lot of people's maps, but he he, he entered the frame towards the end of last season. He had a, a stretch of games where he was averaging 25 points a game and he had a career high 32 points for Detroit. He is now gonna be the third option or maybe even potential second option for Houston depending on what happens with James Harden if he gets traded and who he gets traded for. You know, Christian Wood is a, a 6'9", 6'10", big man who can stretch the floor, who can 
create offense. You know, he's he's going to be a fun player to watch, and I think he's going to be a important player for the Rockets. And I think the most important thing is he's getting his opportunity this year, so let's see what he can do with it. The second player that I wrote about was Gary Trent Jr. If you looked at his numbers, nothing that really, you know, shouted out to anyone. He's only a second-year player. Um, he's still he's still young. He's still green. But you know, if you were watching him last season, and if you ask any Portland fan that was probably watching him more than the average NBA fan, they'll tell you about Gary Trent Jr. He is one of the more important background pieces to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum on that Portland roster. Uh, his shooting efficiency is very good. He shoots a very high percentage. And as long as he keeps that jumper and keeps working on his game, I see him being an important piece to a good NBA team for years to come. The third player that I wrote about was Matisse Thybul, now a second year player for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Matisse is already one of the better 3 and D players in the NBA. He's 6'5", 6'11", wingspan, uh, was one of the best defenders in Philly last season as a rookie and was hitting 39% of his catch and shoot threes and 51% of his corner threes. Pretty good percentages for him as a rookie. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on too in Philadelphia. The last article I'm going to go over and my most recent article is ESPN's top 10 list going into this upcoming season and what it means for one player in particular. So ESPN, their ranking for the top 10 players going into this upcoming season is LeBron James at 1, AD at 2, Giannis at 3, Luka at 4, Kawhi Leonard at 5, Kevin Durant at 6, Damian Lillard at 7, Stephen Curry at 8, James Harden at 9, and Nikola Jokic at 10. A little controversial to put, you know, Luka Doncic above guys like Kawhi Leonard, but not a huge stretch because people know what what Luka can do for your team. My list that I put is a little bit different from that. My list was LeBron James at number one, Kawhi Leonard at two, Giannis at three, AD at four, Luka at five, Kevin Durant at six, Stephen Curry at seven, Damian Lillard at eight, James Harden at 9, and Nikola Jokic at 10. Now, I go into more detail about everything in the article if you want to check that out. I think of my list, the things that people would mention to me first would be AD being at 4 instead of where he was in the list at 2. For me, it was simple between Giannis, AD, and Kawhi, who I would want on my team and who I think is going to be the most efficient on both sides of the ball. It would be Kawhi Leonard. Then I put Giannis at 3, the, the reigning MVP coming off a very good season, was derailed in the playoffs because of an injury, and some speculate that even without the injury, the Bucks would have probably fallen short to Miami, who was really cooking in the playoffs. But like everyone's been saying, you know, he's a jump shot away from being the best player in the world. I put Steph Curry above Dame because I don't really count last season against Steph and his injury. We all know what Steph and Curry can, can do for your basketball team when healthy. And I would take Stephen Curry healthy over Damian Lillard at this point. But if he if he's a little slow, if he doesn't come back, the Steph Curry of old, then without a question, I would say Damian Lillard should be 
a step above Steph Curry on this list and would be the best point guard in basketball. My explanation for why Kevin Durant is sixth on my list is because of his Achilles injury and we don't know how he's going to look when he comes back. And I know some people are thinking, well, why can you not penalize Steph Curry for his injury, but you penalize Kevin Durant for his? Uh, I think it just comes down to severity of injury. It's an Achilles tear for Kevin Durant. So you got to take that into account. And how much time was missed? Yes, Steph Curry missed, you know, a little less than a whole season. That's a lot of time. But, you know, Kevin Durant missed more time than that. Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers in the history of the game, has all the potential in the world to come back looking like his old self. And for some people, him, Kyrie, and the Nets are one of the favorites to come out of the East. And I understand all of that. But for this specific list, I took the severity of their injuries into account. I also said that one player stood out in particular to me on this list, as I'm sure it did for many people, and that would be Luca. It's not a news flash to anyone if I were to say Luca is one of the best players in basketball and will continue to be one of the best players in basketball for years to come. Um, you know, he's already fourth on ESPN's list and he's fifth on mine. You know, he, he's a he's very much on the map for basketball fans. He's not perfect. I, no NBA player is perfect, but he, he's not. He has his, his problems that he's got to deal with. He's got to get better on defense. You know, he's got to pick up his efficiency shooting-wise. Um, his clutch shooting isn't great, but he can be clutch. He can shoot good. And he can, he can play decent defense. It's just about doing so on a consistent basis. I understand that. Um, but the kid is only 21. The kid has such tremendous upside, especially for how young he is. You know, he's, he's considered by many to be a possible MVP candidate this season. Um, but what stood out to me wasn't just that Luka was on the list. It was, where will everyone else be maybe four or five years down the line? if this list were made again at that point. Think about guys like LeBron, KD, Steph, James Harden. You know, they'll all be in their late 30s. LeBron will be in his 40s, possibly retired by that point. That's 40% of the list that will probably drop off at some point. They might still be somewhere on that list, maybe, but there will be a lot of young and up and coming NBA superstars that will be fighting for spots on that list as well. Dame will be in his mid-30s, so, you know, it's it's kind of hard to gauge if he'll be dropping off at that point by then. Probably not. He'll probably still be pretty high on this list as well. Jokic will be 30, so he'll be within his prime. So he will probably be one of, if not the best big men in basketball at that point. But I think Luka's biggest competition for best player in the world five years down the line from now that's foreseeable would be Giannis and Kawhi. Kawhi will be around 34, 35. You know, that's not super young, but it's not super old either. And Kawhi is, he's a machine. So it's, I think it's a safe bet to think that he'll still be pretty consistent and pretty dominant at that point in his career. And Giannis will be 30 or 31, which is still well within his prime. And if he keeps continuing to work on his jump shot, he'll most likely be the best player in the NBA. But it's just crazy to me to think 
how Luca is already, you know, considered one of the best and how it's so easily predictable that five years from now, he'll be a top three basketball player. We got young talent out there like Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, John Morant that will more likely than not be somewhere on that list five years from now. They definitely have the potential to be. But of all those players, I think Luka is the one where there's there's almost no shadow of a doubt for that. And if I may make a bold prediction slash comparison, Luka and Jason Tatum will be the LeBron and KD slash Kawhi Leonard of the next generation. Luka being the, you know, triple-double, amazing passing vision, most important player on this team because of it, you know, unselfish superstar competing against Jason Tatum, who will be, you know, the two-way shot-getter, bucket-maker in the clutch type player. And they'll be a lot of fun to watch. All of my articles are available on scoopsandhoops.com and there's a link in the bio of any of my social media to check them out there as well. Thank you for listening to the Scoops and Hoops podcast. If you have any questions, comments, possible topics for me to go over, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I will get back to you in a very timely manner as I am a very timely and on-time person. Just don't ask anyone in my immediate family. One more time, go check out scoopsandhoops.com and have a great day.